Hey, it's your girl, Rosie. I'm back with another episode of Rosie's Mini Travel Teens. As y'all know that have been following me on social media, I did just come back from a, well, not just, but I came back from a trip from Europe. I went to Lisbon, Portugal and Barcelona, Spain. So two for one. And I have to give y'all the rundown. Now, as you can see, it's been like a month and a half since I've recorded. I've actually been back from Europe for like three weeks. But sis was sick for two and a half American weeks, y'all. I was out for the count. I believe I had the flu. I know it wasn't the Rona. I had no voice. When I did have a voice, I sounded like a man. Like, I was down bad, yo. They got me. They got me. Who's they? The flu. Because it's flu season and everybody's been hella sick and I was just unable to record. So I'm actually happy to be back. I hate that I'm recording so long um, from when I came back from my trip because by now I'm usually done talking about the damn trip. But it is what it is. I had to make sure I gave y'all a rundown. So this first first part here, I'm going to record about Lisbon, Portugal. And then the second mini tings, I will record about Barcelona because they're mini tings. Hello. If I do it together, they'll be way too long. So first and foremost, I just want to thank you guys for coming back to tune in to another episode. Although I've been gone for a month and a half, y'all been fucking with this. So I'm here for it. I appreciate it. I love y'all. So let's get into it. So back in the days, back in the days, I don't know why I said it like that, but um, sometimes Earlier in the year, I decided, hey, I want to go to Portugal, and why not go to Spain? And my girl was like, cool, let's go. So we booked our um, flight with Tap Air Portugal. It was my first time taking this airline, and um, actually, it was pretty cool for the most part. Like, I will say they were unorganized, but they did get a bitch to and from her destination on time. So even though they were unorganized... I guess it didn't matter. I mean, there were inconveniences, but either way, we still made it on time to and from our destination. So a win is a win, okay? Um, But let me tell y'all about these raggedy-ass bitches at the Boston airport, okay? And it be your own people. So these sisters, they seen us walking to the gate, Um, no, to TSA, and I already had my boarding pass on the app because I had it downloaded. And they're like, oh, no, you guys have to check in at the... um." the ticket desk. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, whatever. So we get there and them raggedy heifers must've been bored or whatever. And it was like, oh yeah, y'all carry-ons are too big. You're going to have to check them in. Bitch, what? I strategically planned my carry-on because I am carry-on mommy. I do not like to check bags in. I'm paranoid. I always think they're not going to make it to my destination. And then a bitch is going to have no clothes. So I usually don't check in a bag. Um, not to mention, I don't want to pay that fee. Okay, I am balling on a budget. Y'all, do you know she made me and my homegirl individually pay 118 American dollars for our carry-on? Our carry-on. I've never paid that much in my entire life. I could have bought a flight somewhere for $118. Now, what is the biggest problem that I have with this? I mean, obviously the $118 if we're keeping it a buck, but we use this carry-on again to get from Boston to Lisbon, to get from Lisbon to Barcelona, and to get from Barcelona back to Lisbon, back to Boston. At no point where we told our carry-on was too big where we had to pay for it. We did have to get it um, put under the plane in both Lisbon and Barcelona, but 
they didn't charge us for it. It was just because the overhead compartment on the airplane probably, um, I mean, some of the other carry-ons looked about the same size as ours, but either way, if it was that deep, they would have been like, no, you guys have to pay. Like, this is too big. They never said that. So y'all raggedy hoes charged us $118 before we even left America. See, America be on that bullshit. Shout out to fucking Europe. And Europe never charged us a cent. Mind you, my shit was pretty hefty, okay? Like, if they wanted to, they could have been like, girl, now you know there's too much shit in here. But needless to say, they didn't because... They didn't weigh it. They didn't do what they needed to do. Does that sound bad? No, it don't sound bad because they didn't charge me $118. Like, no. So these Boston hoes, like, no, it was a carry-on. It wasn't a suitcase. They had no reason to charge me $118. Somebody said I should dispute it, but and I, I'm just going to take it as a loss. Um, fuck them bitches. Um, and that's how I feel about it. But overall, TAP Air Portugal was a good airline. I would definitely fly with them again. For me, it was definitely giving modern day JetBlue, even Delta, touchscreen, TV, pretty good choices for movies and shows. I don't remember if they had Wi-Fi. I don't usually use Wi-Fi if I can help it on flights. Sometimes I just watch a show or I go to sleep. Mind you, this was a red-eye flight, so motherfuckers was tired. Um, yeah, they have a USB charger. They had enough leg room. I'm also five feet, so everything's pretty much good leg room for me. But overall, it was a good flight. I mean, a lot of turbulence, but the flight overall with the airline was cool. They do give you food. They provided a meal around midnight. Um, again, we took an overnight flight because um, when we got to Lisbon, it would be morning. There was a five-hour time difference in Lisbon. Um, so by the time we got there, it would be 10 a.m., which was fine with us. And yeah, so that's that. So... Yeah, the food was cool that they served on there, and we got to Lisbon, and it was on and popping. So the one thing I will say about Lisbon, the week that we went, it was literally scheduled to rain every single day, and that's exactly what the fuck it did. It rained every single day, which was such a bummer, because it's like, damn, for real? But like on and off, there would be like, sometimes it will be sunny. So you may get a couple hours here and there with no rain and some sun, um, but you didn't know if you should wear a jacket, if you should wear a long sleeve, if you should wear pum pum shots, like the weather was all over the place. I did not like, um, but it is what it is. We just made the best of it. Now we stayed at the Icon, the, sorry, the Icons by Truist Hotel. That was about a 15 minute Uber ride from the airport. I liked it. It's not smack dab in the city of Lisbon. However, we took an Uber ride, which was again, 15 to 20 minutes from where we stayed. And that did exactly what it needed to do. Now that's another thing. Uber is really common over there. So I use the same Uber app that I use while I'm here. My friend Ellie downloaded Bolt, which is equivalent to Uber, but that's what they use. I don't know if it's overall in Europe or just Lisbon. Um, and again, they're really cheap. Like a 20 minute ride could easily be five euros, which at this time, euros and US dollars are pretty much neck and neck. So five euros was pretty much like $4 and 75 cents in US dollars. Like I was like, America could fucking never imagine you driving somewhere for 20, 25 minutes and it's only $5. Ain't no way. But yeah, we Ubered pretty much everywhere which you kind of have to because if you look at the distance in a vehicle to go somewhere in Lisbon, let's say it says, oh, it's a 15, 20 minute ride. 
and then you look, oh, I could probably walk. <laughs> you thought you cannot walk. That 15, 20 minute ride, you look at how long it would take to walk there, an hour and 15 minutes. Wait a minute, what? I was like, is this a joke? No, no. Anyone that's been to Lisbon can tell you dumb streets ain't no joke like on tiktok they have all these videos laughing like oh it's only a 10 minute um 10 minute mile um or whatever kilometers i think they yo it is so bad like it's not a city i think you can be like oh we'll just spend the day walking good luck <laughs> everything is kind of far apart from each other now there are some areas you can walk in like Ellie and I did do some sightseeing in like the city center and you could walk within that area, but to get to another part of the city or to get back to our hotel, there was just no way. It would literally take us like over an hour to do so, but it was like a 15 minute Uber ride. So I thought that was pretty um, different. Um, I did get hella steps in, okay? My Samsung watch was on fire. A bitch look at sexy, okay? I, I was active like a motherfucker in Europe. So shout out to me. <laughs> but yeah, so Uber, Uber, if you go there, make sure you Uber, or you can take a taxi, but we didn't dabble in taxis. Uber and Volt did what they needed to do, so no need. Um, we went to a few restaurants, of course, a rooftop, again, we didn't get the views and the vibes that we thought we would get because it was raining every day. Um, there was one restaurant that really stuck out to us, which was Nimichi. It was a Latin restaurant. We got taco, sangria. Now, when we were walking by, it stood out to us because we heard Riri. And we was like, hold on now. So we checked out. Uh, now, Nimichi is in the LX factory area. Um, for those that are in Boston, it's kind of like, it's not really like assembly row, but it's just a bunch of bars, a bunch of restaurants. There's a few shops, not for us, um, but there's a few shops, whatever. So we decided to stop there. We got that recommendation from Joyce at the hotel. Shout out to her. Um, so we stopped there. But once we heard Riri, we decided to go in. And y'all, we was there for like three and a half hours. I'm not even kidding. These niggas played Rihanna for the whole time that we were there. Like, I'm convinced, well, I was convinced until I Googled it, that Rihanna was, like, part ownership, like, of the restaurant. <laughs> I was like, Rihanna owns this restaurant. Like, there's every song known to mankind made by Rihanna was played while we were there. Mind you, they were already playing Rihanna before we got there. So, I guess they fuck with Riri. The guys were singing, the girls were singing. It was just a vibe in there. We really stayed there that long because it was pouring at some point. So we were waiting for the rain to die down. Um, they end up giving us free shots. Uh, we met people there um, that were from Brazil. Uh, everybody was just super friendly, dope spot. The vibes was everything. And the food was pretty good. So if you are in Lisbon, make sure you check out Nimichi. They are pretty new. I believe she said they had only been open about a year and some change. But yeah, it was definitely a vibe. Um, we also stopped at the beer museum the world of portuguese beers we didn't actually stop at the um museum portion because we didn't even know it existed we just kind of found it by accident on purpose and decided to stop there i wanted to try their beer um because wherever i go i want to try whatever y'all got like another thing i tried a lot over there well i've had it before but was octopus I was like, octopus, octopus, sure, it seemed to be pretty common. They had it on all the menus. I wanted to make it a point to eat things that I don't typically eat here in Boston. So I had some octopus uh, quite a few times while I was there. Now, the beer I got, beer over there was th three euros. I thought that was extremely cheap. I don't know what the price of beer is here in America because I 
don't really get beer. But I was like, three euros, that's lit. So the beer was cool. Um, the restaurant was pretty cool. They have like um, this wall where it's just like a bunch of beer mugs uh, or glasses. And then it has like flags from all different countries all over, which is pretty cool. Again, if you're on social media, you can follow me. I have been posting a lot about both locations, Lisbon and Barcelona, kind of recapping. I'm trying to balance y'all. I'm trying to balance. So since I couldn't speak, I was just making sure to post on social media. So you can follow me on Instagram, travel with Rosie or at the Rosie perspective. And I'm also on TikTok, travel with Rosie for my travel stuff, FYI. So yes, back to Lisbon. Um, what else? So we did some sightseeing, et cetera, et cetera. Cool. Now we decided to take a cooking class in Lisbon. Now I found it on viator.com. The course or class I should call it was called Cooking Lisbon. It was about 75, 76 euros each. That comes with like hella course meal, like, cause it was definitely more than three, I feel like. Um, but it is a group cooking class. Some people were surprised when we got there that other people were there. I don't know. I kind of felt like I knew that, but other people are kind of like, oh, I thought it was going to be a little different, but everybody loved it. Nonetheless, it does have a, um, a limited wine. Now, you, now, you know, I took advantage. Unlimited wine. Okay. If it's for free, it's for me. So I had unlimited wine, green wine. They had red wine and water, but blah. Um, the food was cool. Everybody kind of got to go to different stations to help prep for the meal. Like you can cut up some stuff here. You can do a salad over here. Uh, and then the cooking portion, Ellie was selected. So she got to kind of stir the pot, but everybody was very hands on with the cooking class. Um, which people feel a little, mm, you know, cause everybody ain't the same, but I enjoyed the cooking class. Uh, we met people from all over. I thought it was pretty cool. We did end up meeting two people that we are still cool with, which is pretty cool from Philly. Shout out to Desiree and Damon. Damon's actually a boxer, um, which was pretty cool. But yeah, we met them and they pretty much hung out with us the rest of the time that we were in Lisbon, which was nice because we met them at the cooking class. We started talking once we realized like, hold on, you're from the East Coast. We heard that accent like... And that was pretty much a vibe. So the food for the cooking class, there was a soup. There was all types of shit. I don't really like the soup. Don't tell nobody. Okay. The soup was not giving, but some of the stuff was really good. Some of the stuff I would probably never eat again, but overall the experience was great. Everyone was cool. There were people from Mexico, England, Philly, um, New York. So there were people from all over and I just thought it was a really good experience. So after the cooking class, I asked the instructor if he had, you know, any suggestions on places we could go. And he gave us Barrio Alto. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but basically it's like a Faneuil Hall in Boston. And again, most of you guys are not from Boston, so sorry, but I'm just making references. It's pretty much a place where there's a bunch of bars, restaurants, um, all over the place. It's like a strip, but there's different streets and there's just endless bars endless lounges, endless restaurants. So we headed there and um, the first spot we went to, cause we were kind of like, let's try to listen for some black music. Um, <laughs> Y'all heard me, I said black music. We needed what we needed. So we found this spot and um, it was cool. We had a brother greet us. He sat us down. We got some drinks cause we did, did just come from the cooking class. So we weren't really hungry, but you know, we was like, give us some more drinks. And while we were there, we met this um, 
wonderful young woman by the name of Julia. She was from Angola, Africa, and she was kind of sitting with her crew. Um, we introduced ourselves. We started talking. You know, Kim folk, we were like, ew, Julia was the bomb because she was kind of like the one that welcomed us. And her people started talking to, you know, me, Ellie, Damon, and Desiree. And it was kind of cool. And then once they left there, they're like, we're going to go down this other, um, to this other bar down the street. And we we're like, okay, cool. We'll come with you guys. Y'all, that must be where all the niggas hang out. When I tell you, like, I don't think we've seen anybody that wasn't black in that place. So maybe that's their go-to spot. A lot of them are from Angola, some are from Brazil, but that was it. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, it's lit. We were definitely in the area that we needed to be in. So we found our tribe and we were pretty much there for like the rest of the night. Everybody was welcoming. They brought us shots. Um, yeah, it was just a vibe. We were mixing and mingling and talking and everybody was super chill. It was just a nice time. Like I had wanted to go to black in Portugal. Um, they usually, if you follow them on Instagram, if you have Instagram black in Portugal, they usually have meet and greets and setups for black people that are either in Lisbon or they are coming to visit, but they didn't have anything scheduled on the dates that we would be there. So I'm kind of like, damn, that sucks. And then we end up having exactly that without it being planned. We just happened to come across some other black folks. They were welcoming, brought us to another bar and niggas was everywhere. I'm like, it's fucking lit. So that was, boy, we had a time that night. That night was a great night. I ain't even gonna lie. That was probably like one of the highlights of the whole trip for me. So after we left there, hella late, we wrapped it up, went to the hotel. And then we decided the next day we were gonna head to Sintra. Now, Sintra is a different part of Portugal that we've heard so many good things about. It's not really turn up. It's definitely historic. Um, and we were like, you know what? Let's go. Like when in Rome, we weren't in Rome. We was in Portugal. But when in Rome, do everything you need to do. Again, it was raining, sucks, but it is what it is. We decided to take the train with the locals. So a round trip train ticket was five euros. So about $5 in US dollars, which was very affordable because it would have been an Uber ride, um, which still would have been affordable. But I was like, no, I want to take the train, see what it's like. Train ride was really no different than like America. Not that I expected it to be different, but it was pretty much the same. The only thing I will say that was different when we bought the ticket, we're like, nobody checked the ticket for us to get on the train. You have to put the ticket in at the end of the train ride, which was different because here you ain't getting on a fucking train without you showing the ticket prior. Okay. But over there, it was when you got off the train and you were exiting the station that they had us put the ticket in. And I'm like, okay, that was a little different. Um, but coming back, it was the same where it wasn't the same. Coming back, we had to put the ticket in before we got on the train. So that was like slightly different. I don't know if they do that other places. I just haven't seen it. So once we got to Sintra, we really didn't have a plan. Again, it was pouring and I was pissed, but whatever. It was pouring on and off. So we got to Sintra and we were like, well, let's just walk around, um, give ourselves a tour and call it a day. Let me tell you, <laughs> that worked until it did not. Ain't no fucking giving yourself a tour in Sintra. It was cool for the lower level, the shops, the restaurants, um, Cobblestone Road, pretty cool. But if you're looking to get to the castles, to get um, to the historic places, you need a ride. <laughs> and we learned that really quick because... The castle, where it was and where certain things were, it was almost impossible to walk up there. So after a while, we are like, you know what, let's take a tuk-tuk. We've seen them everywhere. People were just in tuk-tuks all over the place. 
we decided to take one. We went down to the Welcome Center. Um, there are tuk-tuks there where they aren't with a company. I think they just kind of do their own thing. It's probably a little cheaper. Um, I don't know. The guys were kind of sketchy. So we're like, oh, no. We ended up went to the set, going to the center. But the prices were kind of the same because when he was offering, it was like, and then I recalled what prices he gave. It was pretty similar. But we were able to talk homegirl down from... 40 euros to 35 euros, not that much of a difference, but I'll take what I can um, for the tuk-tuk ride, which was about an hour. It could have been an hour and a half, but we were kind of pressed for time because we had dinner reservations somewhere. So we took the hour, we got matched with this young woman and she was wonderful. I think her name was Katya. She was young. She knew so much about Sintra. She gave us so much background about Sintra. Granted, that's what a tour does, but I don't know. I don't know if I like the way she explained it. I just left there feeling like a bitch was from Sintra. Like I just knew mad shit about Sintra and I really enjoyed that. Um, again, I posted videos and pictures on social media. So you all will be able to see that. And she showed us like this artificial forest that was built by the Portuguese. Like y'all got an artificial forest. That shit look fire. Um, yeah, it was just a good ride and I enjoyed the tour. And again, between Barrio Alto with the niggas and Sintra, those two were definitely the highlight of the night for me. Now, the next day, or was it the same day? Okay, so it was the same day. That night, we decided to go to a bar. It was our last night in um, Portugal. And we decided to, again, link with our new friends from Philly. And I had found this bar called Copenhagen Bar on Instagram. And they said that they played hip hop, R&B, reggae. So I was like, oh, it's lit. So we went. Um, it was located right down the street from Pink Street. So in the same area, but I think it was like at the end of the alley of Pink Street. And, um, and Pink Street is a very common um, landmark in Lisbon. A lot of people go there. I mean, it was cool. It has the umbrellas up there that like Puerto Rico has had where people like to take pictures um, under the umbrellas. Again, I, I posted about that. So it was cool. So we went to Copenhagen Bar. One thing I like about Europe, and I say Europe because it was also the case in Barcelona, when you go into a lounge or a bar and you pay the entry fee, they give you two tickets or one ticket where you get free drinks. So an example, Copenhagen Bar, we paid 10 euros to get in and the entry came with two tickets. You can either get one mixed cocktail or you can get two beers, which I thought was pretty cool because that's like $10 in America and you get a free drink with entry. Most places don't have that. These motherfuckers, if it's free to enter, they gonna charge you an arm and a leg just to drink. Like, quick side note, I went to the W in Boston with my cousin and her man who came to visit from Montreal last weekend. And um, the W, it's free to get in, but the drinks is a motherfucker. I think I paid 18 or $17 for a glass of Prosecco for what? Because it was free to get in. If you go, If you get where I'm going with this, I think I'm just fed up with like, establishments just overcharging for drinks like I'm so over that shit I mean I'll still drink but I'm gonna start pre-gaming or something I j it just don't sit well with my spirit why did I pay you almost $20 for one glass of Prosecco like where did it come from like there was nothing special about it but I paid it of course you know I'm just complaining about it so I thought it was really cool that in Europe at least they give you a free drink um which they did and okay Let's talk about the bar. Now, the bar was cool. But when I hear hip-hop reggae, I know I'm used to places that I go to 
the mixes are kind of in order. If you want hip hop, you want hip hop for a little bit. If you want R&B, you want R&B for a little bit. If you want dancehall reggae, you want dancehall for a little bit. No. These motherfuckers was all over the place. If you got a dancehall Beanie Man song, they were playing Katy Perry next. After Katy Perry, they were playing Summer Walker. After Summer Walker, they were playing Kendrick Lamar. Sir, what exactly is happening here? I didn't even know how to vibe. Like, do I bust a move? Do I fucking bust out in a dance? Do I freaking sashay myself to some R&B? I didn't like it because it was too all over the place. But again, I think it may be a Europe thing. Now, if you've been to a place that you didn't experience... Well, I did go to um, the club in Iceland, as you guys know. And I mean... It was kind of Afro, Afrobeat night. They didn't really play anything other than Afrobeat. So I guess that's the only experience I have. But now, like, the beats were all over the place because the genres were all over the place. And I just, I don't like that. <laughs> I do not like that. I mean, we made the best we can. There were obviously a lot of songs we did know. Um, They played a lot of old school, Missy Elliott. Like, you know, I just feel like the songs that Europe be hype about, like, these are, like, 2000s for us, like it's almost never going to get played in a club here. But for them, like, I don't know. I don't know. The music choices were different. Again, there was some jams that we did catch, but it was just too all over the place. I don't want a reggae song, an R&B song, a pop song, a freaking country song, like right after one, right after the other. I need y'all niggas to stay on one genre for a little bit. Okay. Um, so that was my only complaint. But again, we only went there to experience a lounge, a club in Lisbon, because at um, Barrio Alto, it was really just a bar. There was no music or anything where all the niggas was at. So I wanted to like see what the kind of kind of clubs they had and what the club night was kind of like. Um, so I got an idea. We didn't stay too long because we had a flight to catch in the morning, which was our flight to Barcelona. So, you know, I guess Copenhagen did what it needed to do. Um, I really didn't like the mix, but I can't complain too much. It was cool. It was cool. I ain't even going to complain. Like their little quote unquote VIP section, you didn't have to pay for it in America. It probably would have been like, oh, four of y'all, it's going to be eight bottles. Um, y'all gonna have to pay $400 to sit here and it was free. So there's just certain things that I appreciated in Europe that when you come back to America, you just like these motherfuckers ripping us off for no reason here. So Overall, that is my take on how Lisbon went. Um, to sum it up, I liked Lisbon. Did I love Lisbon? I can't say I loved it, but I do think like the rain played a major part in it because I don't feel like I got to experience it as I wanted to because it was raining every day. So I liked Lisbon. I think it was a great time. I personally don't think I would go back, not because I didn't like it, but because it's like, what else would I need to see that I didn't see this first time around? So shout out to Lisbon. Um, there's a lot of black people there, y'all. I know some people know that, some people don't. I thought that was pretty cool. And yeah, so I will be back with another Mini Tings episode. This one was pretty long, longer than I expected. Sorry, y'all, but it's under 30 minutes. But I'll be back with another Mini Tings episode to sum up Barcelona. It will definitely be shorter than this because we spent less time in Barcelona. Um, but it was still pretty cool. So make sure y'all come back for that. So again, thank you for listening. And until next time, y'all, bye.